championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome to Cover 49. Brian Young should be in the Hall of Fame. The pride of the Valley, I got Chris Patterson with me. What's up, CP24? What's happening, America? How you guys doing today? Another another round two. Round two for Cover 49. And on the other corner, I got the bag man himself, Jamal. What's going on today, Jamal? Evening, y'all. How y'all doing? We are doing swell. So, uh, we're going to come to you guys today with our corners and safeties. Uh, this is our corners and safety podcast. Other term is a secondary. And we're going to go over our guys who we got on the roster and how we want to update the roster, how we want to improve the roster, how we want to get after the roster. And we're going to jump right into it. We're going to go up and down the roster and we're going to talk about guys who we want to bring back and who we want to let go. And so what you guys think of Jamar Taylor uh, Jamar Taylor, if you guys don't remember, is the is the young man, uh, 29 years old. He's going to be 30 when the season starts, but he's the young man that filled in for uh, 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 K1, K1 Williams. And he filled in great, but he tore his ACL. What do you guys think? you guys remember who he was? I remember when he, uh, he went to Boise State. That's where I, I really remember him from. I was a fan. I'm now, but uh, he's, he's still a good football player. He's a, he's a depth piece. Somewhere you yeah. can uh, rotate. You know, I might not say he's a starter, but he's he's a good player, in my opinion. What you, do you think, Jamal? Yeah, I mean, if we can get him back for cheap. I mean, coming from an ACL, you know, he's not going to demand a huge market. But, um, yeah, when you're deal, bring him back. It's always good to have a backup plus uh, corner. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I thought he filled in pretty well for K1. Um, they even were. They even changed up the package. Uh, the the package for him. You know, remember the shark blitz where every time K one would make the shark sign on top of his head, he was doing yes. the same dang sign every time he was getting his sack. So I thought he filled in well. And like you guys said, that he was a great depth piece. Uh, we're going down the list, and everybody's favorite, uh, ageless wonder, Dante Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Keep getting them checks. That's his favorite player. What would you think, Chris? What would you think about Dante Johnson? Like I said, he's another like a Def Peets, uh, very good rotational player. I mean, he's tall. I'm always a fan of the tall corners, you know, the tall corners that can run. Um, he's, like I say, he's been around for a while, so he's doing something right. So I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan to keep him on the uh, on the roster. Like I said, he's a good uh, back uh, back rotational. You know, when some when somebody gets hurt, he doesn't just doesn't drop off as much. And he knows the system. Yeah, I, I gotta disagree. I think that uh, there's always gonna be a, a need for a tall, lanky corner like Dante Johnson. Just like in that baseball, if you're a lefty pitcher, you always got a job. Same with Dante, tall, lanky corner. You know, he doesn't do anything too splashy. Just shows up, does his job. Um, I wouldn't mind him coming back though, over death piece as well. So, I think if you look at if you look at the the corner. We only had two guys at 25 years old, which is uh, Mosley and Weatherspoon, and everybody else is on the other side of 30. And I think Dante Johnson being on the other side of 30, he's going to get the veteran minimum, and he's going to get paid like a veteran that's been in the league for a while. 
And I think that his production on the roster, it could definitely be replaced with a rookie or it could definitely be replaced with somebody in free agency. And I am, to be honest with you guys, I'm tired of seeing Dante Johnson. It seems like he's always on the field when he's on the roster. And it feels like that he's always giving up a touchdown. So I am out on Dante Johnson. But the next guy. Check me also. I think he gave up that uh, block punt against Arizona week one. When he's Did playing he? Chris Protector. I think it was him. Not to be fat checked, but I think it was the Cardinals. He so, um, missed a block. Well, I don't want him anyway now. But uh, the next guy, the next guy is Chris's favorite, uh, Richard Sherman. What do you What do you guys think, Chris? Let me hear about Richard Sherman. Uh, um, like I said, I'm not a Richard Sherman fan. You know, it's Seattle, you know, uh, but I'll take it. You know, he's good uh, leadership. You know, um, I feel like his uh, his best asset is uh, being a mentor because, uh, as you see in the Super Bowl, woo-wee, it was all bad for him. But, uh, like I said, he's a good player. I got nothing against him. If he wants to stay, I, w- I wouldn't mind it. But if he left, also, uh, it wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be mod- bothered either by it. So, and then I know he probably wants to get one more big payday and uh, hopefully we don't fall for that trap and give him. Cause I mean, I, I feel like you said we can get his production from a rookie. Only thing I would say that we would miss from him is like I said, his leadership and his experience that would help out a, like a young rookie or an up and comer like Mosley. I feel like uh, he would be, that'd be his best attribute to contributing to the team. Yeah, he's gonna be 33 next year. He's really kind of that, you know he's on his way out. Uh, I think he mentioned he got like two years left before he wanted to retire. So you know he played well three years with us, but um, yeah, he's on his way out. We're we're getting to the age, all three of us, where everybody that's playing now, right, has been drafted in our adulthood. You you understand what I'm saying? So I feel mm-hmm. like anybody that's older than us shouldn't be playing in the NFL anymore. With Richard Sherman being like uh, two years older than me, he's going to be, I think, 34 when the season starts. Somebody's going to have to fact check me on that one. But uh, uh, say it again. 33. Uh, 33, 33 when the season starts. But I feel like he's definitely on the back nine on the last hole, <laughs> the 18th hole of his career. And like you guys said, he's going to be looking for a big payday. Um, and also, I mean, Jamal will know. The man was on the cover of Madden. That was the last time I bought Madden. So uh, I I never, <laughs> never, I never enjoyed having him on the team. Uh, I, I thought he was yeah, too great. much bad blood. Yeah, I thought he was great for the young guys. I thought he was great. He got along with the coaching staff. And I think the defense drastically improved with him. But it's one of those things where thank you for everything that you did. I hope you get another big payday. And I hope you go to the New York Jets. Um, now. <laughs> yeah. Fan favorite. Everyone benefited from that three-year deal. Say it again? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Say it again, Jamal. I didn't hear you, my bad. <laughs> no, I was saying I think everybody benefited from that three-year deal. You know, the, the youngins learned something. He had a good time here. And uh, me and we were at Swift Super Bowl. He... Right. Pro Bowl season at that. Right, 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 right. Okay, so next up is a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. Everybody says he's the best slot corner in the league if you're a Footy Niners fan. I don't technically agree with that. I think he's a top five slot corner, maybe even a top three, arguably, but I don't think he is the best slot corner. And uh, K1 Williams, the shark. What do you guys think about K1? Uh, I des- I think he deserves the, to, in my opinion, he's not the, like you said, he's not the 
true number one slot corner in the league. But at the same time, like you said, top five. So I mean, if he's a, if you're a top five at your position, hey, you can't. I can't be mad at that. So if he's due for a big payday, and if we got the cap space to to we can afford him, uh, I would I would keep him because, like I said, he knows the scheme. The scheme. Uh, he's been around. Uh, he's the shark. He know he's when he's healthy. He's a very good player. Yeah, I want him back. I'm concerned the Jets are going to overpay him and uh, bring him over to New York. I mean, the slot position kind of went from like a, a package to now on the field 70% of the time, damn near. So it's he's basically a starter. Right. Yep. So him being top five of the position, that's pretty impressive. So I know we probably have to outbid the Jets, but I'd love to have him back. No, I mean, and you know what are... I always say, Tess? All Wait. 24s are raw. All, all 24s are raw. That's what Chris always says. That, that, that's a fact. Now you can fact check that. Look that up. All twenty four was <laughs> wrong. So, so, K one like like you guys. I mean, I love K one on the field. Uh, he was an undrafted guy, uh, in back in two thousand fourteen. Um, he was so undrafted. He was he didn't even have a uh, combine. Uh, no forty time. No nothing like that. Um, so I think he's going to be looking for that, that last paycheck, that last big deal before his career is over. I don't think he's got that big payday yet. We got him a little bit in the cheap end after the Browns when Shanahan came here. And a um, co- couple things I want to share with you guys. He has zero missed tackles in this whole entire season. One forced fumble, two sacks. Uh, but quarterbacks against him are 85.7, which is kind of high. Uh, it's not up there, but he's been targeted 26 times and he allowed 18 catches. So I think – he is on the back end of his coverage skills. Um, but like you guys said, he's a great run defender. He's a great blitzer. He does everything well for being the amount of time in the field. Like, you know, those slot guys have become almost like outside linebackers nowadays. We'll get onto it later, but I think there's some guys that can replace K1, especially if he's going to get a big payday. If he's going to get a big payday, I don't think he's worth keeping around. And that takes a lot for me to say because I love the guy, but nature of the business. Um, now this next guy, he, he started coming on towards the end of the season and I think it was mentally with him, but Akello Witherspoon. I, like you said, he did count. He was a late bloomer towards the season. Um, uh, but like I said, uh, I feel like that's one of another uh, player that we should keep around that we should build around, uh, on the back end. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of keeping him around. I, I like him more. I would say I keep him more than uh, Dante Johnson. I would say that, and I'm right. a fan of both. No, definitely, definitely younger. And I mean, he just—he's so inconsistent, man. Like he's in the doghouse one week, next <laughs> week he's starting. Right. Next week he gets hurt. Back in the dog, I just—I don't know what to say about him. I mean, I like his size. He's only 25, 26, but um, I don't know. He just—he's not consistent at all. So. I think he might get a you know a cheap one two year deal, but right no yeah, so come back so I mean piggyback off what you're saying uh, definitely if he does a cheap one year or two year deal I would love to have him. Um, PFF had him the eighth highest graded corner in the league, eighth highest. Yeah, I mean we gotta look at his snaps and his games. I mean he might just ball out a couple five six snaps on the field. That's why. Right, and I mean like you guys are exactly right. He. He did come on towards the end of the season, and I think he had a good game against DK Metcalf on the last game. There was one game 
or that one uh, game where he got in DK's face a little bit, told him he's not going to get bullied around in the field, and he held his own. And I thought he was coming on towards the end of the season where he, I think, like Jamal said, pointed out he was injured and he came back stronger mentally. I think that was what it is. So I think he figured out that he could play in the league, and I wanted to give him a one-year or two-year prove-it deal. Um, yeah, I think so too, yeah, because like you just said, he kind of took him a while to, you know, He's like, oh, I can, I can play, I can stick around, I can play in this league, and then, right. So that's why I was like, that's that's somebody you want to build around, you know, you get his confidence up, and you know, like you said, a two to three year, you know, prove a deal for the cheap. You know, I don't think he's warranted enough uh, to be demanding big bucks. So I, I think that would be a a good play on our on our part if we were to keep a guy, keep guys like that around the building. A guy that that just came off a one-year, two-year prove a deal that's going to be looking to uh, get paid is Jason Verrett. And uh, Jason Verrett is going to be one of those guys that are definitely going to get paid. Is he worth keeping around, Chris? In my opinion, cut him. Cut him. He, he, cut him. I mean, he was a good player for us. Like I said, we uh, dealt with a lot of injuries this year, and uh, he had his splash moments. But then he also had his, you know, low moments. And like I said, uh, he's just looking for one of those big paydays. And hopefully we're not, you know, the ones to give it to him. I hope we don't fall for the trap. Um, right. He's he's a good player, most definitely. But uh, like I said, got him. Um, he, he's tough. I mean, he had a good season. I mean, clearly his early years in San Diego, he was injury prone with his torn ACL, torn Achilles, whatever it was. I'd like to see him back, but I could see him getting a payday from somebody. Yeah, I he mean, might definitely. be, uh, and uh, he might be on that uh, first class to New York. He might be one of those guys. Yeah, that get snatched up. Go yeah. spend the night at Salo's house. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm in the same boat as you guys. I mean, there's definitely a guy that I want to keep around, just because with the injuries last year when Sherman went down, and also Sherman showed that he's uh, two steps behind this is a guy that filled in that spot. He cut that field in half and he did well. Uh, PFF had him the sixth highest rated uh, corner in the league. Uh, his snap counts was up there. He didn't miss very many games, which is surprising for his track record. Um, uh, one, one big thing I think he can improve on is he had 12 missed tackles, um, which is a lot is, which is a lot for any defensive player. If you have 12 missed tackles, especially for a corner, that means that's yeah. big plays. First downs, touchdowns, that's – the corner can't miss that many tackles. Right. No, you guys are exactly right. And so the last corner that we got on the list is Emmanuel Mosley. Um, that's my boy. Go ahead and talk about him. I think he's a up-and-coming star. I think if he gets uh, gets his confidence back because it was kind of a shake. He had a good uh, year when we went to the Super Bowl two years ago. This year, I don't know if he was reading his press clippings a little bit or <laughs> – anything like that, but it was kind of an up and down year for him. But I, I think that's uh, one of our uh, bright spots uh, for the future that we can build around, build around on our defense. Cause uh, I don't know if necessarily he's a, a true number one corner, but he's, in my opinion, I, I think he's a, a solid number two corner and those are hard to find. It's always, you know, good to have one or two uh, good corners where, you know, like you said with a uh, Verrett, uh, they can just kind of, take one half of the field and you kind of don't have to really worry about it. And um, I, like I said, I think Mosley uh, is somebody that we should, uh, we should keep around, uh, keep coaching him up, build up his confidence and uh, play. And he gets, you know, 
if we draft one of these solid first round uh, corners, you know, like a true number one and put pair them together, I think uh, that would help our, our back end uh, drastically. No, yeah, Chris hit on the head. Uh, E-Man, I don't know if he's a true number one, but he definitely is solid number two. Um, I know he's a restricted free agent, so we have, you know, the, we have exclusive rights to talk to him. But I definitely want him back for sure. I could see him being in the league for another five, ten years. He got the length, he got the speed. He fits our cover three system. And um, he balled out against DK Metcalf a couple times. So I do see him back for sure. No, you guys are definitely right when he he held his own against DK. He didn't uh, – I've you've seen it many times in the league where corners go up against DK and they get intimidated by his size and his strength. Emmanuel Mosley is one of those guys at 5'11", 185 pounds. He did not, you know what I mean? So that's that's great to see. Um, what I got in my notes is he's 24 years old, but he's a veteran player. Like Chris said, he's played in the Super Bowl. He played that whole season. He's played – I think last season he was really battling um, some injuries. Uh, he had a couple injuries here and there that really held him back. And I think toward the end of the season, Akello came on a little bit. And I also think that uh, the Niners uh, loved Verrett and was going to play Verrett. So Mosley got kind of put on the back burner a little bit, but I, I completely agree with you guys. This is a guy that you want on your team that's been around and is a veteran presence. So that wraps up our corners. And so we start off with the uh, safeties and the last gift that Trent Balky's ever given us uh, our <laughs> very own Jimmy Ward drafted in the first round. Uh, he's 193 pounds, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and Jamal will vouch for me. I thought he was 160 pounds when he got drafted. Uh, <laughs> 55 coming out of Northern Illinois. Yeah, 155 or something like that. What you think about him, Chris? He's a good player. Uh, I'm not going to uh, hate on you guys, your man crush, but uh, that's not uh, one of – he's not one of my favorites. Like I said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that likes people that are available, you know, and eh, – I mean, he was he was out there this year, yeah. But you know, for a while, it was you know he was not on the field, and like you said, he had that first round pedigree. So, me personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna have that high expectation. You know, I mean, he's a good player, most definitely. You know, he he is a good player, um, but I don't know if he's in that fifteen to eighteen million dollar a year type player. I, I I don't see that. Now, if he works with us here, then I'm all for it. Cause like I say, he's a he's a solid player. He's a he's a solid he's a solid safety. Like right. uh, like you said, he's a uh, hundred and fifty five pounds soaking wet. Maybe now he's <laughs> you know you know stat sheets lie. You know they you know I put on my driver's license. I'm six two two thirty. <laughs> you know just you know. so like you said, you know. But me personally, Jimmy Ward, he's cool. He's cool. Like I I, I wouldn't mind either. I'm I, I'm either or. If he we do it, that's fine. Cause he's a good player. And like I said, we have history, you know, homegrown. I'm always, I'm always a big fan of homegrown talent. I feel like that's the best way to build your team is through the draft and, you know, finding the right guys, the right pieces. And so, yeah, Jimmy Ward, he's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll take him either way. Break, break him down, Jamal. What you think? Yeah, I mean, I'll admit I didn't like Jimmy Ward. Like most Hunter fans, you know, his first few years in the season, he just could not stay healthy. But his last two years, he's proven he can stay healthy. He's been on the field, signed that long-term deal with us. I think he's kind of like the glue in the back in the back end, especially with Sherman being gone almost all season. I think he held that secondary together real well. I know it wasn't his best statistical season, but you know, not having Nick Bosa, not having D Ford, losing Defoe, 
you know, really hurt the secondary production, that's for sure. But um, yeah. he's a solid safety. I mean, he's probably not top five, top ten, but um, I like him. Yeah, no, you guys are absolutely right when you say he's not top five, not top ten. I got him from like the 15 to 18 range. He's given up his passer rating when, when quarterbacks pass against him is 100.4, which is which is pretty bad. He has been targeted 45 times and he's given up 38 catches, which is kind of like, you know, you shouldn't be out there for giving up that many catches, right? Uh, so I think he struggles, but also, you know, Jamal pointed out our pass rush wasn't there. Now you got to take any account of that. Um, that helps for sure. And 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 the best thing about him is is you know that he's going to play most of the games. He 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 had a little injury bug. I think just he just finally got his NFL weight. I, I think he's strongly strong enough to play. Um, I don't put him with the top guys, but you know he's serviceable. And I think he's only got uh, maybe one or two years left on his contract. And so let him ride out the contract. And Jimmy Ward's got a spot here, thirty years old. I think he's the longest tenured. Um, 49er with us too. Yeah, and, he, he found his position. I mean, he was moved around so much. Just trying yeah, to, they're trying to find it. Yeah. Side corner now. You know, he's finally at the free safety position. I think that's his true position in the NFL. So it's right. worked out for him. Right. I, I mean, there there were some games I thought he should have played corner, but no, you're absolutely right. He's a natural safety. Yeah, he's a safety. Yeah, I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him on that island. I wouldn't put him as a corner. He's yeah. They, it took him a while to find the the right spot for him, man. But yeah, he's he is a free safety for sure. Right. So the next guy, if if you look at his his measurables, uh six two, two hundred pounds, safety, runs a a four four. Uh you look at him and you're like, man, this guy should be great. Uh but to Tavarius Moore, what do you what do you guys think about Tavarius Moore? Tavarius Moore. Special teamer. He's a special teamer. <laughs> I I he's like I said, uh, he's if uh tarp or to somebody we pick up in the in the draft or anything like that, a free agent, uh, you can give uh, him a couple snaps. You know, I I don't feel that like you'll get burnt. You know, because we all we all see those guys that we you know test. You know, we try to sneak on the field, right? You know, real quick, get a couple <laughs> get a couple plays real quick, get a breather, right. get a water. You know, for your starters, right? You know, try to sneak them on real quick. Uh, you know, try to find a, a play, offensive play or a defensive coverage, or whatever. Where it's like. All right, I can I won't get burnt this this time. So me, but he's a good special team. Like I said, those guys, hey, they they're they're important to the team too. No, I mean, Tavares uh, Moore. I don't know where to put him. I mean, uh, he was drafted in the third round as a cornerback, but we've been must putting him at free safety. I don't know if he was like an insurance plan for if uh, Jimmy Ward was going to resign, but um, uh, I don't know how much long he's got left on his deal, but. I don't think he's gonna be around too much longer. I don't. There's just no no spot for him, honestly. And I think he's just a tweener. Is he a corner? Is he a safety? We don't know. Right. So, uh, I mean, piggyback off what Jamal said. Um, if you guys thought Jimmy Ward's 100.4 passer rating was bad, uh, Tavarius Moore has given up 152.6, which I think is a perfect passer rating. So anytime he's in coverage, I think guys are just picking up on him. Uh, you can't sneak him on the field, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. Keep him on the side. That's why I said special teams. You so, can't go you know, there. so I mean, if if you can't if you can't cover, right, you got to be able to tackle. And he has seven missed tackles, seven missed tackles in a limited amount of games. And also, I think uh, the safety position as a whole on the team, other than Jimmy Ward, who's he's all right. I mean, he's okay, right? I think everybody else on the safety position on the team. I think that's why our special teams was struggling a lot. And uh, Jamal knows 
Uh, I remember Jamal texting me during the Saints game that he wanted to fire fire the special team coach. You remember that, Jamal? Yeah, I said that a couple times last yeah. season. But I, I think a big part of that is that our secondary backup guys they just can't tackle well. I mean, you got uh, Emmanuel Mosley, you got um, uh, Marcel Harris, and Tavarius Moore in double-digit missed tackles. You know what I mean? So these guys aren't giving you anything on defense, and they're not giving you anything on uh, special teams either, which I already mentioned his name, Marcel Harris. Um, I'll just jump in right into it. Marcel Harris, he has five missed tackles. Uh, he does have a forced fumble, which is a good thing, I guess. Zero interceptions with a 137.3 passer rating. Uh, PFF has him graded 40.6, which is puts him in the bottom five of safeties in the league. And that's all I got for him because I want him gone. But what do you guys think about him, Chris? Adam. <laughs> hey, this is it's a business. It's, yeah. it's not personal. This, this is business. And like you kind of hyped him up a little bit, but it, I didn't see anything good. You know, you said he had a forced fumble. That's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's not really much to say. I mean, he had missed tackles. I mean, we could talk about that one forced fumble. We don't even know what game that was. No. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we can replace him. Free agent, draft. I mean, so all I'm going to say about him, cut him. What do you think, Jamal? No, he, he's definitely playing in the wrong era. Uh, he's <laughs> off safety who is just a hard hitter. We've seen yeah. it a couple times. He just blows coverage. Right. He's not a cover guy. But, I mean, yeah, that forced fumble was actually against Lamar Jackson in Baltimore last year. So, you're going to have a forced fumble. It's one of your money's worth to get Lamar Jackson. Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. All right. You can, you can brag about that one. You can brag about that one. Go, though, for sure. Yeah. I think, well, I think Jamal or Jamar Jackson let that one fall out of his hand. More him than Marcel Harris. But the next guy, the last guy on our, on our uh, coverage of our – team secondary uh, uh secondary that's on the 49ers team and and it's tart and tart is everybody's favorite um he plays hard i'm mean, jamal shaking his head but he plays hard <laughs> when he wants to play i mean when now he wants when he's available the guy is go. a monster i remember uh like the first couple of games he was just all over the place he had a uh one of those strip fumbles right at the goal line and then he had a a, a pick six first couple games I thought he was going to have a monster season I think he came on last year but last year he did stay healthy or the year before last year they did stay healthy and they made a Super Bowl run everybody pretty much stayed healthy but this year was a lot of the same where if he was not on the field it hurt us and yeah that's that's what I think also I think he's going to get paid and I don't want to be paying him no yeah it's another guy um I feel like we can replace I mean, like you said, he's a good player. You know, those are hard to find, you know, when you – and like I said, other homegrown talent, like I said, I'm a fan of that. But, you know, sometimes it's uh, better to go separate ways, you know. It's always a uh, quit while you're ahead. So, I feel like if we uh, can either draft or check the market, because, I mean, if you look at the market right now, there's some same guys either a little bit better than him or even a little bit more better than him. Like I said, we'll talk about some of the other – uh, free agent safeties that are out there a little bit later, right. but uh, he would be on bottom of my list of, of those guys. But he's a good player, like I said, he, he is a good player. Uh, but he is looking for a payday, and I don't know if he's going to get it from us because we're going to want the hometown discount, if anything, right. if he right. wants to stick around. Exactly, and he's not he's not, he's not going to give a discount for sure. Jamal, so you're shaking your head. What's your what's your thoughts, man? 
I mean, I loved him coming out of Stanford, man. I was super stoked, you know. So, oh, man, we got Pop-Tart. That's going to be dope. <laughs> he had a couple highlight plays, a strip fumble against DK Metcalf, that one-handed interception against Cam Newton, against the right. Panthers. But um, I don't know. He just – he's never healthy. I mean, he's missed 28 games his last Damn. four years. Damn. I mean, 28 games. I mean, he's I know the safe position is rough, throwing your body around. But um, we need him on the field as much as possible. Yep. And uh, I think his health is going to have uh, play a huge part in that. So um, I love to see him back. I like him. I just, I don't know. We need him on the field. He's just, he's a solid player, not a true playmaker. I don't know. I just, I don't know if he's worth it, honestly, because he might get a payday. I think uh, Philadelphia's got the eyes on him. I can see the writers going after him. So we'll see. He's going to have a market for sure. Yeah, he, yeah. he does have a market for sure. You're, you're saying you got an inside source knowing that he's going to be in Philadelphia this week? I mean, I, I might know a guy who might know a guy. And uh, I think Philadelphia has their eyes on him. Not oh. saying any names, but Philly might have uh, might be a player. Well, that's what I'm gonna put on Twitter that you got an inside source. Yeah, he knows a guy that knows a guy. He knows a guy that, that knows, knows a guy. guy. Yeah, here first. All right, so uh, so that that's our breakdown of the of the roster. We're gonna go right into our guys that we love in the draft, and so we spent a lot of time doing homework, researching guys that we liked in the draft, and we we got a few names for you guys. Um, Chris, why don't you why don't you tell us one of your corners? Who you who you got a corner? This is my favorite guy of the whole draft. Uh hopefully I keep my fingers crossed. You know, when I pray at night, I, I do throw one <laughs> a little prayer that you know, you know, uh John Lynch and Shanahan uh follow follow along with the same uh thought process I am. I'm a huge uh JC Horn fan. Uh yeah. Is uh doesn't really stats don't really uh, prove because they only had two interceptions this year and uh, 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 past defenses, but he's a solid tackler and and works in our favor too. He's from South Carolina, you know. <laughs> we love South. We love South Carolina guys. We do. So we do. so I'm like, come on, come on, help a brother out. Right. Um, I feel like uh, he's a type of player we need, like a, a SEC guy. So he's physical. You know, got good size. He's six one, or yeah, he's six one two oh five, and he runs a four five forty, which is you know good enough. Yeah, you know he's not he's not a, a true cover corner, but he's a. I just think he's an all around uh, solid uh, football player, and that's oh. kind of the best compliment you can give a, a football player when you call him a just all around football player. So J C Horn, that's that's my guy. What what what's what's trending lately? And it seems like guys who are second generation, third generation football players, they're coming into this league and they're succeeding, right? Because they know exactly what is required from them and they know what they need to do to stay on the field. So him being the son of Joe Horn, I want to see him get a pick six and do the cell phone end zone dance or celebration for sure, like his dad did. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that'd be great to see him in the 49ers uniform. Jamal, you got you got a corner you like out there? Yeah, I got a corner that I'm kind of – I'm feeling a little bit. Uh, Greg Newsom from um, Northwestern, uh, good size, 6'1", 190 plus. There's a little bit of injury history with him, but um, I just, I like him moving around. Real fluid guy, in and out of breaks. He flips his hips real easily. Yeah, every time I'm watching my film, man, he's always on the receiver's pocket, always there making a play on the ball. Only downside is he's got one career interception, which is kind of weird for someone who's always around the ball. But um I like him. I could see him being a fit in like a cover three system that we run. Right. 
No, I mean, with both of you guys, uh, the best corners are not going to have that many stats because guys aren't throwing the ball, right? Um, one guy that I like yes. is is uh, Tyson Campbell Jr. coming out of Georgia. Um, Stokes is a guy that got a lot of love over there, but also I think Tyson Campbell Jr. is a guy that's very feisty. Uh, he's, 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 a, he's 6'2", 185. So when you think about a wiry football player, he's, he's the pro, uh, prototypical wiry football player. He's a press coverage type of guy. He can play cover three. They've shown that. Um, but he relies a lot on technique. Uh, I mean, he, re- he relies a lot on uh, athletic ability than he does on technique. He'll punch with the wrong hand. He'll step with the wrong foot, especially off the line of scrimmage, which in the NFL will cost him. So he's going to have to work on that, right? You need your techniques pat down. But he has enough speed, like Jamal said, to stay on the hip of, of a pocket. Um, There's a couple of plays that really stood out to me, and they were both in the Bama game. Um, if, if you look at it, Waddle, Waddle got free, but – he turned his hips and he ran down the field with Waddle for a good 50 yards, right? Uh, Mac Jones had all day to throw it. And so right at the point, the apex of the ball was in the air. He lost his feet and he and he, he um, tripped over his feet and he fell down. Waddle went on to score like an 80-yard touchdown. But his hips, flipping his hips, being on the pocket of Waddle is, 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 is nothing to – to laugh about right hopefully you know next time he keeps his feet when he does play waddle again in the, in, in the nfl um also uh he did tackle Najee one-on-one which i think is huge uh Najee put his shoulder down and he came down with a tackle um he's definitely definitely not a slot corner he is if you put him in the slot you're gonna give up that catch right away he's definitely a uh he needs that sideline for protection a little bit, and that has to do more of his technique than anything. Stepping with the wrong foot, opening the gate, not understanding leverage. So I think he's going to uh, have to uh, get used to that one. Other than uh, athleticism, because everybody's athletic. When by the time you make it to the NFL, so it's like your your technique got to be on point because that's what keeps you uh, a long career is your technique. I mean, Richard Sherman's a perfect example of that. I mean, he doesn't have the speed anymore, but he's, his technique is still, you know. Still there, right? Right, exactly. Uh, or uh, Chris, you got a second corner you want to talk about? I'm going to go with I've I've roasted him the whole playoffs, but <laughs> I, I hopefully you know that's was probably good for him because he was probably the number one corner beginning of the uh, start of the year. Uh, Sean Wade, right? I'm a, I think uh, you know what I'm saying like the Alabama game. I mean, he was getting um, toasted and. You know, he had all the expectation. You know, he was calling out um, was Devin, uh, was it Devin or Devontae uh, Smith, the receiver from yeah, Alabama? Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, he wanted. Yeah, to he was. Smith. He wanted to take him one on one, and which I, I, I like that confidence in the corner. You got to have that. You got to have that swag, even if you're terrible. You still gotta, you gotta have that swag playing corner. That's that's, the, that's one of the traits you gotta have playing the corner. If I'm drafting the corner and he's, you know, I, I mean, I'll take a quiet guy. You know, if he can still play, but. At the, at the end of the day, I, I need a little, I need a little, uh, I need a little, little, little swag, a little something, something, a little prime time. Definitely. He, definitely um, he had a, he had an right year though. I mean, he had, yeah, he had his two picks and, you know, like he said, when you're one of the best corners, you don't get that much uh, action. So uh, outside of that, I mean, but nobody could cover the uh, Devontae Smith though. I mean, he proved that, but I think that'll be, I'll be a nice fit for us. I don't know if he'll be around. Because uh, he might go in the first round, but if he's still around in the second round, I I might have 
kind of think about uh, maybe taking them because, I mean, you're getting a, a top five talent, you know, and, and if he slips in the draft, uh, depending on how, you know, he tests and everything at his combine and everything. But uh, I'll take him, Sean White. And he's played, you know, against top competition. So that, right. that helps too. Right. What, what you got, Jamal? You got a second guy for us? Yeah, uh, Caleb Farley from uh, Virginia Tech. He's, I think he's ranked either number one or number two, depending on who you're looking at, after Patrick Sertan. He said all of last year due to COVID concerns, which is completely understandable, no hating on that guy. But um, he's like a size, speed, weight specimen. You know, he can fly, got the size looking for 6'2", 207, probably around a sub 4'4 at the combine. Um, but I think he's like a one-year wonder. Great year in 2019, played phenomenal. But um, I mean, he came to Virginia Tech as a as a wide receiver, so he converted to cornerback. I think 2018. So there's still a lot of room to grow and uh, learn from the position. But I don't see him being the first overall cornerback, honestly. Uh, but he'll he'll go top ten most likely. But um, no, definitely a guy that you hear about, and definitely a guy that I think that will be good for the Niners. Um, I got one more name for you guys. His name is Isaiah Dunn for Oregon State. Had the bride, had the bride, local kid, Antioch High School. Um, listen, I'm a homer, right? And he played for me, but Homer I'm Simpson, a, yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in here if I don't think he could help us. The kid plays all four positions, as in corner, slot, and safety. Uh, he tackles well. He was a four-year starter, and he stayed healthy. And now, guys, look, I want you to go back and look at his game against Brandon Ayuk. One catch, seven yards. I mean, that's got to mean something. That's got to stand for something. For Brandon Ayuk to be shut down for one catch for seven yards against this guy, it's amazing. You know what I mean? So, um, also, he was not at the Senior Bowl, but he was at the Hula Bowl, which is, I guess, if you don't get invited to the Senior Bowl, you can play at the Hula Bowl if you're any good. And uh, Baldy had uh, – you guys know Brian Baldinger, right? That's the name, Baldy? Yep. Had, yeah. Yes, he sir. Had, he had a great breakdown of him. Uh, I wish I had took the notes of everything he had said. Uh, when I couldn't find it online, I had watched it live. And Baldy was said he has he was surprised to see Isaiah Dunn on the Hulu Bowl and the Hula Bowl instead of the Senior Bowl. He said he deserved to be at the Senior Bowl because he has great technique, great leverage. He understands angles and and he's played like I said, all four different positions. Uh, the guy's a baller. The guy can play. He he runs a four three. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's not a fake four three, right? And and he 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 does everything the coaches ask him to do. He is one of a kind player. And if John Lynch and Cal Shanahan is listening to this, you guys gotta draft him. You guys gotta draft him. You guys gotta draft him. He'll be there too. And he'll yeah. be around too. So that's why we might have a shot. You know, and if he doesn't yeah. get drafted, I hope he does. You know what I'm saying? Even right. we'll take him on the practice squad or undrafted, you know, at least give him a shot. Right. Uh, I, like you said, I I was around to see him uh for at least one year. And uh, like I said, yeah, he's a baller. Um, so you're not being a homer. You're just you're being an analyst. He, <laughs> he's uh, he's a, a good player. Like you said, four year starter, and he's coachable, and you know he's versatile. You know, the more you can do, the, the better you are. You know, especially uh, for a guy like that, the more you can do, coaches will fall. You know, fall, they'll find a spot for you. They'll you know, hey, I need this. I need I need a gunner. I need a I need somebody to play safety on the on the scout team or something. You know, just He'll do it. And then if I, I, me being a coach, you know, and you know, the two tests, you know, if you have a guy 
you need something something to get done, you know, and if that guy pops your head, you're like, hey, he can do it. Throw him in there. So right. No, you guys are absolutely right about that one. Uh so now that, that wraps up for our corners in the draft. Now we're gonna go into the safeties of the draft. Now this safety or the yeah, the draft for safeties is super deep. You're gonna get a good safety. Yeah, you're gonna get a good safety every single round. If you're looking hard enough, if you're fighting guys, there's guys up and down this draft for safeties. And that's another reason why I think we can move on from Tart. Um and Ward. And Ward. <laughs> and Ward if we can. No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cheat a little bit here because I got three guys. Um, but you're one the of these guys do you think? Yeah, one of these guys that I, I like, I want him to play linebacker. Uh I'll I'll read his uh measurables to you guys. He's 6'2, 230 pounds. And he played safety for LSU by the name of Jacoby Stevens. Uh, Jacoby Stevens was three times player of the week in SEC, which is, you know, SEC is SEC. And oh, yeah, that's the 30, that's the, that's the big leagues right there in college. Right, right. And, and he had, and he just shows up on film. He had a great run fit against Najee Harris, which is not no uh, small feat. Uh, he stopped in the backfield one-on-one when Mono and Mono against Najee Harris and came out with a winner of that one, came up and let him hear about it too. He has a few one-hand picks. He has great hands for being 230 pounds, that big of a safety. Uh, sometimes uh, you look at his film and you're like, man, why does this dude play tight end? But he has sideline to sideline speed. And on top of that, he has national championship pedigree. Um, we're not going to be able to keep Greenlaw and Warner. So this is a guy that I feel like can really fill in for Jacoby Stevens. It's a guy that you can keep on your depth chart for if somebody does go down. And I think he'll be a great special teamer. On top of that, I think he'll be drafted in the seventh round, maybe the sixth round, but definitely he wants to play safety. But I think after John Lynch talks to him, he could definitely play linebacker. Uh, you got any safeties for me, Chris? I do. I do. And uh, my guy, he's uh, he's from uh, Pittsburgh. That's another uh, – Hopefully, that I, when I pray tonight, that they're listening. Uh, <laughs> Paris Ford, he's a safety from uh, Pittsburgh. Right, uh, man, he's a he's very he has uh, he's very intense. Like he's kind of player that I would want on my team if I was going to build a defense. And you right. got to have he's kind of like a, a younger Earl Thomas. You know, kind of fly around around the ball, always laying the wood. You know, and that uh, and he has good hands, good ball skills. Um, and he's just always around the ball. He just flies around, and he's not scared to come up and do the run fits or anything like that. I mean, he's got. I think, I think last year he got targeting like twice. Really? Um, so, I mean, what's? I'm not a fan of the targeting rule in college. I know safety. We're all about safety, but that that impacts the games. And then you got to sit out. You know, if it's in the second half, you got to sit out the first half. I'm not a huge fan of that. But Paris Ford. Is a uh, is a baller. He had three picks this year, and and for his career, he had fourteen uh, pass defenses. So I mean, he's he's around the ball. He's making plays. He's a hitter. He's aggressive. Like I said, on the Earl Thomas mode, and I think that would type of safety that we need to in our defense to replace Tart and Tessa's boy Jimmy Ward. <laughs> what what you got for me, Jamal? I got a dude, uh, Andre Siska from Syracuse. Right, right. Uh, I love this guy. I feel like he would have been a uh, first-round pick. He tore his ACL in October. So he should be good to go for a training camp. But uh, yeah, definitely he's going to hurt his draft stock quite a bit. I mean, this guy is a rangy, ball-hawking safety. Boy had, I think, 12, 14 interceptions his three Ooh. years of use. I mean, he just he knows how to get to the ball. Yeah. The only downside about him is that um, 
his tackling could be hit and miss. I've seen him on film take on a, a tight end at full speed head to head. And I've seen him whiff on a running back in open field. So, I mean, tackling, you're going to improve on when you get to the next level. It's not practice as much in college. But, um, I mean, this guy can ball. I really do like him a lot. Yeah. yeah if he's getting interceptions, I mean, he's taking the ball over. So, it's like, yeah, I'll have a couple of whiff tackles if you could give me a turnover. Yeah, um, you give me the ball back. Right. And so, my next guy is, I'm going to butcher his name, and I apologize for that. Especially because he's 6'4", 220 pounds. So, but his and he's name probably is, listening too. His, his name is Hamza Nazaruddin. Nazaruddin from FSU. He's another guy, like Jamal said, that tore his ACL, so he had a miss out last season. But imagine 6'4", 220 pounds. When you when you imagine that, what you automatically think of Cam Chancellor, right? And uh, uh, Chris yeah, had Cam. brought up, yeah, Chris had brought up Earl Thomas. And, and now I'm bringing up uh, Cam Chancellor, one of the best safety duos of all time, right? Uh, this guy is 6'4", 220, like I said. He does a great job in uh, recognizing past concepts, like almost a Richard Sherman-like. There's a few times, and you can find the uh, film on YouTube, where they really break it down, and he breaks it down with the uh, the guy that's interviewing at FSU, where he tells them that I'm, I'm a couple yards back from the wide receiver, and he's, he's covering a wide receiver as a safety. He says, I'm a couple yards back because I want the quarterback to throw it to him. He's baiting the quarterback to make it sure he throw it to him. So he trusts his athletic ability enough to undercut the wide receiver and take that ball back for a pick six, which if you're doing those little things in college, that you're going to go into the league and you're going to try to do the same things and you're playing with great confidence. Uh, in my notes over here, I says he, uh, he understands coverage and what he can do in that certain coverage. His coaches were talking about that he he knows all of the gambling uh, things that he can do in the defense, right? Because he understands what's going on at all times. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, he's in between like a Julian Peterson, if you guys remember Julian Peterson, and a Cam Chancellor. If you guys watch him play six four two twenty, I don't know what his forty time is, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he's running a four four or four five. He is. Uh, he's supposed to be slotted for the third round because he had that ACL injury and he missed all the last season. But I think this guy is an absolute steal. And like, like Chris said, I hope John Lynch and um, uh, uh, Kyle Sanahan is listening. Even like if they said, and I hope Dunny Bunny, uh, Isaiah Dunn, his nickname is Dunny Bunny. I hope he, he forgives me for saying this. If they said you can only pick one of those two players, I'd pick the safety from FSU. Love him. Um, right, but sometimes, uh, you know, these guys that get hurt, you know, that uh, before the year or like late in the season and, you know, they get drafted later or, you know, they don't get drafted at all. And those are the ones you kind of, you know, the talent's there and the way the medical field is now, it's not the same. I mean, if you right. tear your knee up, you actually can, might come back better, you know, because right. you're doing all this rehab and making it stronger. And so we can get some of these, all those guys that are like the steals of the draft right there. Right. No, you guys, you're absolutely right. You got another safety for me, Chris? Yes. I have my guy from uh, Camden Stearns from Texas. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's another type of new wave safety that I think you need. You know, you, you, you're hitting on all the 6'4, six, 6'2 six, guys. You know, yeah. I'll say you, you want the 5'11, 6 foot, even at your strong safety. Right. You know, you, before you wanted like, you know, 6'2, six, 6'4, six, you know, because, you know, it's a lot more running. But now it's uh, open. Everybody passes a lot this in the NFL now, so you can't be big and burly out there. You got to be fluid. You know, you got to move around. 
Um, and like I said, this guy, Caden Stearns from Texas, is uh, he's a baller. He had 52 tackles this year, only one pick, you know, 22 uh, pass defenses. But if you uh, watch his uh, highlights on uh, YouTube, you can just, you know, you can tell when somebody can play. They got, they, they're fluid, they're smart, you know, they know about the angles and everything like that. And uh, it's another guy I would not mind if uh, they replaced their, they replaced one of our safeties that we're looking to upgrade. Right. No, uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and definitely a new age type of uh, safeties out there. Even like a guy like Winfield, barely six foot, uh, maybe 195 pounds flying around and was one of the greatest rookies of uh, this, of this uh, last season. Ended it with a Super Bowl run. Gave Third the round. Up. Yeah. Gave, gave the deuces up to uh, Tyreek Hill. Did great. Uh, Jamal, Jamal, you got a safety for me? Yeah. Um, guy I got right here is the polar opposite of what you've been saying. This boy is 5'8", 179, extremely undersized, Ardarius Washington from TCU. Say the name again? I'm sorry about that. Ardarius Washington from TCU. Why you like him? The boy, he's a ball player. I mean, a great open field tackler. He's undersized, but he's not afraid to initiate contact. He goes against the tight ends, receivers, uh, shuts down the middle of the field. He might help that the number one safety played next to him. And uh, Trevon <laughs> Mulring, who should be a first-round pick as well. Right. But, uh, yeah. He can play. Great, smooth uh, backpedal. Flips his hip for easy. But um, I just – I love the way he tackles. I mean, he right. just – he just uh, doesn't bring the the big hitting due to his size, but just constantly wrapping up guys. It just – it's textbook. It's awesome to see. If you get him down, you can get him down. I mean, exactly. everybody loves the big hit, but if at the end of the day you chop him down, hey, I'll take it. Right. And, and I mean, you guys were hitting on it. I don't think there's room for the big hit in the NFL anymore. Right. You want to try to get down guys down technically sound rugby tackles, get your head behind the body. Yeah. Wrap around the thighs. That 15 yard penalty. Right. That 15 yard penalty, uh, and an automatic first down that changes games right there. You can lose yeah. games that way. They yeah, also, exactly. I thought it was kind of uh, cool that, uh, PF, uh, PFF had, uh, Washington and Trevon Mooring entering 2020 is a top number one and two safeties. And they played on the same team, huh? Yeah, playing team. So they're doing something right over there. Right. Shout out my cousin Gary Patterson. TCU. <laughs> he he knows how to pick them. Yeah. Really. Um, okay, so like I said, one of my safeties, I'm converting a linebacker. So I just decided to put one more out there. And as you guys can tell, we're not picking the top guys. I mean, we we had a couple of top guys, but nobody said Patrick Sertan, right? And we're we're going up and down the draft. We got a couple of seventh rounders, a couple of sixth rounders, a couple of fifth rounders. Another guy that I think that will be there in the fourth or fifth round is a guy named James Wiggin. And he's not six four like my last two guys, right? But he is Thank six God. foot. He is six foot, two hundred and five pounds, and he runs like the wind. The only thing about him is it's another guy that's coming off an ACL injury. Uh, he said that he wasn't going to play because of COVID anyway, and also he needed to start rehabbing his knee. But the guy squats four fifty five. 15 times as That's a like ACL. <laughs> but too much weight but uh this is a guy that that plays a little bit like jimmy ward uh as in sideline to sideline he can cover tight ends he can cover wide receivers he can play in the middle of the field all the way to the sideline uh he he understands route concepts and cincinnati if you guys are paying attention to college football cincinnati has been the top defense two years in a row now so much i think their defensive coordinator don't quote me on this it's not Notre dame but he went to some top school. Chris, do you know? Oh, uh, what's tell me his name? 
I forgot his name. So, but he he got promoted. He he's 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 in a big program now. But two years in a row, uh, Cincinnati was a, a top five defense. And and one of the reasons why is two years ago is guys this guy named James Wiggins, safety. So I think he comes with great leadership qualities. He's a weight room guy, which I love all weight room guys. If you if you're playing football, you got to be a weight room guy. But yes, uh, sir. But I think he's a guy that you can get later around fourth and the fifth. And, you know, he could push the depth chart at the very least. He can be a special team player, which we need to improve also. That yeah, the name up. you're looking for is a Marcus Freeman head to Notre Dame. Marcus Freedom, Notre Dame. So he did go to Notre Dame. I said I, I didn't want to see Notre Dame, but he, he did go to Notre Dame. So I was halfway right. <laughs> uh, we still love you. Yeah, Jamal, thanks for that. Um, so the bag man coming through. The bag man. So that takes us into free agency. So now, you know, we, we've touched on guys that we want to keep in on the roster. We touched on guys that we want to replace on the roster with the rookie, right? And let's just say, you know, Jamal's got a couple guys out there that uh, are coming back from ACL injuries and Trent Balky is back in the league and he, and he steals our, our ACL injury guys. We got guys in free agency that we want to replace. Um, I'll start us off, man. There's one guy when I was doing research, and I was just watching film and I was looking at the free agents and I'm just looking at P- PFF grades. You know, you got to take PFF grades with a grain of salt, though. You know what I mean? Um, but a guy that I really like, and if Kwan Williams goes with Robert Sala and becomes their slot corner, there is a slot corner there by the name of Brian Poole, who I think is phenomenal. Uh, he does a great job in baiting quarterbacks and throwing. He's, he's a rat in the hole player. He is the robber, if you will. Uh, he does a great job of disguising plays and jumping routes. Um, he is one of the top graded players in run stops and tackling. So like you guys said, a nickel player is almost like an outside linebacker these days. He understands angles. He's a great tackling. He understands run fits. Also, if, if, um, if, if, if K1 Williams is going to get paid, this is a guy who I think will uh, be a little bit cheaper and he is a lot younger than Kwan Williams. He's going to be 28 when the season starts. Uh, Chris, you got a, a corner free agent that you like out there? Yes, sir. I like my man Desmond King. If we want to talk about the the slot, you know, the slot right. guy. That if right. we do lose uh, Kwan, you know, some of that we can uh, replace, uh, kind of for the cheap too, because I don't I don't think uh, Desmond King will demand too much. Uh, on the open market, even though he's, he's still a good player. Uh, he's fast. Uh, he's more on the coverage wise. I would say, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call him a, a tackling machine, but right. I feel like in the right system and, and he's a, he's just a football player. And uh, I think that would upgrade uh, our second hat, our secondary. Uh, if we can get a guy like Desmond King, it just in case we lose. Cause I, I'm, I'm all here for keeping K1, but right. you know, he, might looking for a payday, and I say pay him, but I'm not writing that check. So uh, Desmond King would be my guy if uh, we end up losing uh, K1. Jamal, you got a free agent you like out there? Yeah, I, I like Desmond King too. But um, this was hard for me because I know we just we ain't got no salary cap right. to sign any big name cornerback. But uh, one guy I have liked since his college days, uh, Shinobi Awuzie from the Cowboys. Right. I oh, think yeah. he really our our cover system, cover three system. He's not a man in man corner. He really needs to that back pedal turn and burn. Yes, he's not there, but uh, I think he benefit in a, a zone system. 
Um, I mean, he's missed a few games. I think he missed eight games last year. Various injuries. Not the best ball skills. I think he had like four career interceptions. But um, I think he'd come cheap. I think PFF had him ranked at like 51.9, which is really low. But that Cowboys defense was horrendous. Right. No, kind of hard to put anything on him when the, there's no pass rush at all. Right. No, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Maybe a guy that will do good with a change of pace, change of scenery. Yeah, um, he's only 26, you know. Right. And and you're talking about 26-year-olds. There's another guy that's 26 years old when the season's going to start. His name is Mike Hilton. Uh, he's coming from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a free agent. One of these undrafted guys was cut the first year, had to be a practice squatter, and then after that – he just turned up and he became a starting corner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he understands cover three. Uh, they played a lot of cover three over there. Um, he understands having his back to the sideline and undercutting the deep route. Uh, if you think about a smash concept, like a deep corner, he knows how to have to bait the, uh, the quarterback into throwing that ball. And he uh, understands reroute and leverage also. What's hand to punch with, what's hip to open up with, what's feet to step with. Uh, he could play slot corner. He he does a great job in blitzing. Uh, he was a four-year starter at Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, at Ole Miss, a four-year starter at Ole Miss. And so he hasn't missed a lot of games at all. So he, he's been a starter at Pittsburgh and he was a four-year starter at Ole Miss. So, I mean, those are guys that we need, guys that will stay on the field. Uh, yeah. He just plays in games. You know what I mean? Uh, Chris, you got another guy you want to talk about? Yeah, I got another guy, uh, Shaq Griffin from uh, yeah. Seattle. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like he's a good depth piece for us, a good, a true number two corner. I know we're talking about <clears throat> my guy Mosley. I mean, but uh, Shaq Griffin, I think he would be able to uh, help us out. Um, and I think he might be on the cheap too. I know you might think he might want a payday, but I think he would, uh, Help us out very well in our cover. And he's coming from Seattle. I mean, that's what they run is cover three. So he would kind of just fit in really nicely with us if he uh, decides to come on over to the the good side, right. really that dark side. Let me know who you got at corner, Jamal. Okay. Uh, recently released AJ Boye. Oh, we're we gonna pay that guy. I mean, he's gonna come on <laughs> cheap because I feel like he's kind of like a like a rebuilding process right now. He's about thirty years old. PFF freaking hates him. I think he had uh, <laughs> 60 grand. Yeah, he had a bad year. Um, bad years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Nice. I mean, he, was, he was locked down <laughs> in Houston. He was locked down in Houston. Uh, I think uh, coming to San Francisco with our pass rush and, you know, Jason Brett hopefully being back, I think um, I think he'd hold his own. But he could be, be like a one-year deal, four or five like million dollars. deal? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a boomer bust. But he wouldn't cost us much. I think it's really with with the uh, worth the risk. All right. Well, I mean, shoot. If he comes back for cheap, if he comes for cheap, two years, six million, two years, eight million. I, I take it. I mean, it's a good name to have. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna be motivated, like you said. Yeah. You said PFF hates him. You know, <laughs> and he's had bad years, so he's gonna. You know, we're all prideful individuals, so I think uh, he might. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice pickup for us. I wouldn't be mad if I saw no. that on the ticker. No, you're definitely right. Um, so. If you look at the safety market, this is a good year for uh, Tart to be a uh, free agent because there isn't a type of safety that fits his mold, like in the box, cover tight ends, can blitz a little bit, do a run fit here and there. Uh, if you're going to play cover three, you're going to put that in the box safety. Uh, so we need to bring a guy in 
And if we if we definitely go through the draft, we need to bring a guy in that's been around a little bit. It might cost him some money because he is a restricted free agent with the Bears. They're giving him one year, $1.5 million. So if we give him a, a two years, $4 million, one year, $2 million, something like that, a guy named Tayshawn Gibson. Now, Tayshawn Gibson, he's, he's, he's a little underrated player. He's 30 years old, and I, I know I was big on – getting younger guys in the secondary, right? But if we're drafting safe, young safeties, we need an older guy to kind of show them away a little bit. This guy's yep. been in the league for a long time. He has great football IQ, type of guy who knows the audible calls. Uh, you guys remember the Titans, um, uh, Titans tight end, Jonah Smith? Yes. Juno Smith, yeah. Juno Smith said on an interview that every single call that they were giving when Gibson was on the Texans, uh, he was calling the plays. So this is a guy who studies films, knows the play calls. He understands what the offense is trying to do to his defense. Uh, he baits quarterbacks really well. There's a couple times where he picked off Patrick Mahomes trying to throw to Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's got no business covering Tyreek Hill in the deep ball, but he came down with the ball over Tyreek Hill. He understands angles, play recognitions, and he does a great job matching against tight ends. And in that same game, he did a great job of uh, stopping Travis Kelsey. This guy – he could be definitely the stopgap player that we need for these young safeties, especially if we get one of those 6'4", 6'2", guys that I fall in love with in the draft. This guy can be that guy. Uh, you guys got any safety you guys like? Um, I, I like uh, Von Bell. I think that would be a – he's kind of a last of a dying breed at that position, kind of like a, a Dante Whitner, but a little bit more fluid, not as stiff as uh, Dante Whitner right. was. Um, but Von Bell, I think that, and he's still young. He's only 26 years old. I thought he was a lot older than that when I when I was looking him up. I was like, oh shoot, that's perfect. He's right in that prime, you know. But I, I don't know. We might be out of our <clears throat> our price range because I know he's he was on that prove it deal when the Saints uh, got rid of him and then he played for the Bengals. And he had a good year. I mean, he had 115 tackles. I mean, that's that's good. You know, 67 of those were uh, solo. So. Um, I like I said, like all twenty fours overall. He had me. He, he had me. He had me there. <clears throat> but uh, he might be out of our price range. But I think he would be a good fit. I think he'd be more an upgrade to like a tart because uh, I feel like he can do all the same things: cover the tight end, run fits. You know, and he has ball skills. <clears throat> um, so that would be my guy, Juan Bill. What about you, Jamal? You got a safety you like? Yeah, check this out, Earl. <laughs> Thomas. Oh my God. No, that man said Earl Thomas. I have that guy. No, I mean, uh, I really like Marcus Williams from the Saints. Um, he's going to be super expensive. I think he's getting 14, 15 years, uh, million per year. Per year? There's no way we can afford him. He's, yeah. I mean, I love him though. Great tackler. Um, I think he was like a top rated uh, safety last year. He had a good game against us. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's known for that one whiff on Stephon Diggs in the playoffs. But other than that play, I mean, he, he's a ball player. That's I really what I like him. So. I would say he's the guy that gave it the Diggs touchdown, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's his play he's known for. But, I mean, great ball skills, hell of a tackler. Like I said, he fit in any system. I think he would thrive he blitz. being over the top. Yeah, he can blitz. So, I mean, he's, he's a complete player. But, like I said, he's going to be out of our price range. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a like, for sure. He, he's a guy that McGlinchey refused to touch. <laughs> Shout yeah, out Mike McGlinchey. Uh, face mask Kittle also on that touchdown that uh that play last year. I think he's one of those face masks and Kittle. Oh, really? So he's so he's aggressive. 
He's aggressive. A smart football yeah. play. You give him a face mark or a touchdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, so that that does it for our uh, who we want to upgrade our safety position with. Um, a lot of names out there. Uh, I'd love to know what got, you guys are thinking. I got an picture you guys real quick. What do you think of uh, Malik Hooker? I think I think he's a big name with a big price tag. That's not worth it. But if he stays when he's on the field, he is a hell of a player. But good that's luck to have to stay on the field. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, he has good a, luck. He makes plays. Achilles. Yeah. I was reading a stat though. Um, from 17 to 19, he was in a cover two system in Indianapolis. And he's clearly a, a free safety that would thrive in a cover three system. Yeah. And I think coming off of 20 Achilles, he wouldn't be as explosive as he was before. But um, he definitely could be a, a cheap option to replace the Tavares Moore or Marcel Harris. Right. I mean, he's looking at like a one-year deal to show that he can stay healthy. So he wouldn't cost more than $3, 4000000 million to bring in. I mean, definitely yeah. if they want to do like a Jason Verrett project with them, I wouldn't mind keeping him. I mean, yeah, that's why I view him right now. Yeah. And he's young because I want to say this is on his, what, third year in the league? Yeah, 14? 25 years old. Yeah, that's what I said. He's six. It sucks that he tore his Achilles because that that's a little bit harder injury to bounce back from. No, like ACL, like yeah, you you know you got that, but the Achilles that's that's a tough one. Like you said, you lose some explosion, you, you still come back, but you don't have that extra juice that you norm, uh, normally would have to break on the ball or something. Yes, yeah, sir. Like, like James Garoppolo. Cut him. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean there's great names. I mean, there's a bunch of names that we've thrown out to you guys. Uh, we like to hear back from you guys what you think. Is there some names in there that you agree with? Uh, definitely those rookies, man. This is this is a great rookie class to draft a safety or two or three. Uh, I, I just don't want yeah. Lynch and Shanahan to be scared of taking more than one safety this draft. I think this is a great draft. I think there's there's guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh round who can be starters and uh, definitely team them up with guys that's been in the league, like, a, uh, like I said, Deshaun Gibson or also a Malik Hooker who's cheap and maybe we can make a project out of them, but there's safeties galores out there. There's a bunch of safeties out there. It seems like every team has a great safety. Um, no more D linemen. <laughs> no, well, we'll get into it. We're on our <laughs> That's D-line. all I say. No more D, no more D linemen. These wait, we at least wait like four or five rounds. <laughs> just give me, that's uh, all I ask. So I love y'all though, but just hold off on them D linemen. We good. So we want to we want to end uh, our shows by uh, going over or remembering a, a big time Niners play or a big time Niners game and not be like, oh, like the the uh, pick at the stick or like one of the bigger games. Right. But specific plays that how it made us feel where we were at. And, you know, the one that we want to go over this uh, this week is the Garrison Hurst. 96 yard touchdown and overtime against the Jets. Uh, you guys remember what year that was in? I no, Steve to... Young was the quarterback. Was it Steve Young or Jeff Garcia? I know, I think it was Steve Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I want to say it was yeah. like 1998. Yeah, it was uh, 1998. Yeah, 1998. Yeah. So, the, the Jets' favorite uniform. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, so I'll, I'll start it off. Man, I remember I was visiting my grandma. My grandma was in a, a like a convalescent home. And so I was watching the game. You know, I was a big-time fan back then, too. My mom made me go with her to go say hi to my grandma and all that kind of stuff. And so they would have the game in the cafeteria over there. And I was just watching the game. We're going in overtime, and I was like, damn, we're going to have to drive this ball. And it was Garrison Hurst that popped it. He popped that run. And I'm I'm cheering in the condolescent homes. There's old people around everywhere, and the nurses looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I was literally on a chair because in 98, I had to be like 10 years old or something like that, right? 
and I was Karen was old people, Ted. She gave us care of old people like that. Yeah. And I was just I was just yelling on top of my lungs because you know I'm used to being at home. I'm used to just yeah. cheering for the team, right? And Gary's in her pops it and then he breaks some tackles. I remember Terrell Owens was blocking his butt off downfield. And I mm-hmm. just I just remember like back then Terrell Owens was just behind Jerry Rice's shadow, you know what I mean? And I feel great that he was like contributing. I feel like great that Garrison Harris did it. Definitely was Terrell. Yeah, Terrell. And I, I just it just uh Steve Young was running down the field all happy. So when Steve Young was happy, I was happy. So it was it was a great time. <laughs> Chris, you remember where you're at for that game? I was in uh my parents' living room. I like you said I was probably like 10. We'll call it 10. Uh uh was where we used to watch the games, me and my pops. Shout out Mike Larry. Uh, <laughs> we used to watch the game and kind of that game was uh back and forth. And like I said, it was a. Uh, I just remember watching uh with him and I know we when he busted that run, we jumped up and we were running. We was like T.O. We was running along with him in, in the living room and everything like that. And I think my mom came downstairs and was like, what's going on? And he's like, he's going, he's going. And he scored and he was all jumping around. And yeah, it was a good, it was a good day that day. Yeah, It was a good day. That's all. That's my fondest memory of that, of uh, that play is like I said, I can still picture it in my head right now, seeing, yeah. you know, him taking off and everybody's blocking and, like I said, I was jumping around. It was a happy, it was a good day. Well, what about you, Jamal? You remember where you were at in that day? Yeah, yeah. First off, shout out to my sister Yasmin for like suggesting this at us the podcast. Yeah, a little definitely. feature for us to add towards the end. Yeah, but um, yeah, definitely. I remember my mom and sister right there actually at that football game. Mm, nice. Me, my pops, my little brother, sitting on the couch, and man, I just remember him just. As soon as he got open field, we just jump up and running and screaming and jumping, just going batshit crazy. And my boy Dave Fiore, I think Dave Fiore was like the lead blocker, fifty yards down the field blocking. Man, I mean, it was big a, man uh, running. I mean, To in front of him, his left tackle in front of him, and oh, it was just I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. it was hell of a play. I think that was the season opener too, back in '98. So uh, it was. It was first game of the season. season off for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And so yeah, man. And so I mean, it. I mean, just hearing you guys talk about it, I'm just smiling ear to ear, just thinking about Garrison Hurst. So, shout out Garrison Hurst wherever you're at, man. Thank you for the memories. Oh, for sure. One of the for sure uh, favorite Niners. Yeah, Garrison Hurst. Bulldog. Top top five uh, yep. running back in Niners franchise history for sure. Uh, uh, that's a stretch. Garrison Hurst. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into this. Let's <laughs> right. talk for another day. Oh yeah. yeah. Frank Gore. Luckily we. Oh, of course. That's the truth. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Frank the Tank. Ricky Waters. Woo. Yeah. I, uh, have you heard Charlie of the million-dollar backfield? Are we just going to include them for this conversation? Say it again. I know, right? How are we going to be covering 49 and we don't – we got we to gotta go to history. Yeah, bro. Joe Perry. Yeah. Okay. John, Henry Johnson. Top, top five in my lifetime. List, I, I have, I've never seen the million-dollar backfield <laughs> run in my life. You know what I mean? So these are top five in my life. <laughs> Million. There you go. There you go. Way to classify. There, there. Way to, uh, you know, but uh, tell you that differently. Yeah, there you go. If, if you look at Jeff Wilson's pay and Mostert's pay, there's a million dollar backfield also. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, Tess, that was a good one. Way to, way to redeem yourself. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Thank you. You, you, you was drowning. You was drowning <laughs> on that one. But you redeemed yourself. Hey, uh, before we before we get out of here, uh, we want to talk about something that uh, always happens with the Niners. There's a lot of rumors going around. One guy got released by a team, and he is like, you know, NFL's man of the year, the cover boy for that. And it's uh, JJ Watt. 
What do you guys think? Do you think he fits on our team? Is he a valuable option for us to get a JJ Watt? I, 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 he's a valuable option uh, for the right price. I'm not. I don't want to overpay for him, you know. But he'd be a good, you know, rotation piece of the lineman in our D line. Um, and he's great friends with uh, our new defensive coordinator, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. So I mean, that might have a play, you know. If I don't know if this is tampering, if he sends him a text, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I got a spot for you. I think we might have 99 available for you, you know, just. Let's give it a shout out, you know, a shot. But um, I, I'd be, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't also go out of my way. But if, you know, if it works out, you know, where he, you know, likes what he hears and because he's looking for championships. Right. And I know last year, you know, we weren't on the, you know, championship. But I mean, I feel like when we're fully healthy and we get this uh, James Garoppolo situation uh, taken <laughs> care of, cut him. Um, I feel like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. Let's put it that way. I would. I just don't want to break the bank for him, though. What you? What do you think, Jamal? JJ Watt. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely rather have him over uh, Eric Armstead's bum ass. <laughs> oh, dude, don't say that. Bro. He's a great man. He's, He's a, a cool. Great man. Is. That's another Walter Payton man. Overpaid right and right? played in the system, and he just had a great. He just had a kid, bro. That's a different discussion, though. <laughs> but um, I mean, he's he's past his prime for sure. I can see him going to Pittsburgh, joining his brothers for his dealers. Um, I can see him going to Seattle. That was another possibility, you know, oh. trying to chase that ring. Damn. But um, I don't know. John Lynch can make a phone call to his agent and see what's going on, but I don't see that being a realistic fit at all. Yeah, I I just look at him, man, and he just reminds me of Justin Smith right now. I think he could be like grab a hold of your tackle and your guard and you put Bosa and, and uh JJ Watt on the same side, I think they'll wreak havoc. But good luck. Yeah, yeah. good luck trying to block them boys. But like like you guys said, it's definitely gotta be in the right price range. Um, but that is a name that we're going to be looking at at the next couple of weeks for sure. It's very interesting what's going on with the Texans. Uh, I'm surprised they let J.J. Watt go for nothing, or honestly. I mean, you couldn't even get a seventh-round pick for him. But um, They did him a solid. You know, I mean, they, that, that, that's basically all that was. He asked, for, he asked for his release, you know, and they granted it to him. You know, it's like, you know, you've been good to us. I know we're a shit show right now, uh, but, you know, I'll give you an opportunity to – pick your own destination and give you, give you time before the market even opens free agency market opens. So you have time to get everything, you know, have your agents talk to people, you know? So, but I mean, I, I I'd be happy for Jay, uh, if he came to us, but it's, it's a long shot. But yeah. yeah. It's a kind of gesture to let him go before free agency. So we can pick his uh, landing spot. Yeah. It'd be cool. Another kind of gesture. If they send uh Sean Watson, our direction too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Brother up real quick. You ain't never lie. Yeah, no, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, the NFL is turning into a little bit of the NBA with these quarterbacks saying that they want to be out. Well, Russell Wilson was my head. But before we get too much on a big tangent, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for Cover 49. Chris, Jamal, appreciate you guys rocking with me. And uh, Joe Staley, take us out. How's it going? Jimmy Tom Sula, Jimmy Tom Sula, <laughs> open up my shirt. Like Jimmy Tom Sula, got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula. Like that?